So as we start the video, the first thing I'd like to say is to say congratulations for beginning to see the various levels and layers of thought, mm-hmm. kinds of thought. Mm-hmm. That, that uh, one of the qualities that we um, use, um, let us say, as instruction by the Buddha mm-hmm. of defining thoughts into two different categories, those that are worthwhile having and those that are not worthwhile having, or wholesome versus unwholesome thoughts. Mm-hmm. And the criteria is said is uh, unwholesome thoughts will keep us out, uh, or take us away from the wholesome state that we're in or preventing us from getting into an, a wholesome state easy. That's why they're called hindrances. Mm-hmm. Okay. So as we uh, begin to practice and start getting those kinds of thoughts and uh, directed out, we also begin to see something else interesting. That is that the thoughts themselves are actually attributes, internal attributes of the five senses that we already have including the fact that some of our thoughts are actually images mm-hmm. and that some of our thoughts are also uh, sensations and feelings and also there's a kind of thought that you could call uh, attention or inspection or investigation or on the alert or looking at something or looking mm-hmm. for something and that can either be with the eyes or with another sense. But this is also a kind of thinking. And then there's the kind of thinking to where it's verbal, and there's quite a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And so be, being able to see these various kinds of thoughts and their attributes is part of the task of the investigation of the mind. Mm-hmm. Because we're not actually studying the thoughts themselves, we're studying actually the container of the thoughts in the sense of this is how that thought actually presents itself as um, uh, a factor of the input device. In other words, don't generally think in microwaves. They don't think in what? Microwaves. Okay. Why don't humans think in microwaves? What do you mean? Well, that means that we really don't have a receiver of microwaves so that we can receive and interpret and make sense out of microwaves so that we can even have the thought about them. It's a kind of input that we cannot deal with mm-hmm. beyond our senses. Mm-hmm. When we recognize that, we begin to recognize, wait a minute, we don't pick up very much. There's a heck of a lot going on that we don't know about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes in strange and curious ways, but that we can begin to inspect the mind in the sense of that which comes up. But we're doing it in the way of dissecting it for discharge mm-hmm. as opposed to a sacred item to keep. Mm-hmm. Right, and that, in fact, that's one of the problems that many, many meditators have, is they get in, uh, let us say, into a new practice or into a new game, 
of inspecting the hindrances while they're still in hindrance. Okay. And that that's not the correct way of practice because if you're in hindrance while you're studying the hindrance, one of the likely things that's to happen is the hindrance is just going to take you off into bad feelings or into a worse state. But that's mm -hmm. already hindering us from being in a very good state. Mm -hmm. A state of pleasure, a state of joy. Mm -hmm. So, this is the real point of getting out of the hindrances. Is to get out of them because it's really a relief. Mm -hmm. Oh, what a relief it is. Mm -hmm. And yes. In that regard, feeling it as a relief, we can see that the change then of the thinking is from the thinking about the hindrance, like setting down a physical object and sitting on it, like a sack of wheat or something like that. <laughs> and, we're, and we just take it off the shoulder and set it down and then sit on it and relax. <sighs> That's the kind of way that we, and, and what a relief it is to set that burden down. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of what our practice is, is to wake up to all the burdens that we're carrying in the mind at any particular moment. And as we do, we can begin to find out when, where, why, and how we picked up that stuff, and why we keep picking it up, and then we set it down, and then pick it up again, and it now we see what it is before we can set it down and not pick it up so often anymore. Hardly at all anymore. Only occasionally. And now that point goes for not only just the hindrances, but ultimately um, the deeper fetters. Mm -hmm. We actually deal with the hindrances first, then we deal with uh, deeper feelings and fetters the same way we deal with the hindrances, but now we've got the kind of skills that we need to do that. Mm -hmm. right, so this is the way of thinking about practice. The first thing that, that needs to be done well, I'll take home after that. is sati, to wake up. Yep. Once we wake up, the next thing we do is we take the effort to take a deep breath. That's going to take some effort in the beginning and and on into into practice. Eventually, it becomes automatic. It's just automatically you start taking a deep breath. In fact, you could say that instead of thinking too deep breathe, the thinking starts with the deep breathing. It's that quick and automatic. Yeah. Yeah, I see what you're saying. It's like with the association, the more and more that the deeper and deeper that association goes, it's sort of like um, layers of sediment, you know? Uh -huh. Like it just sort of oh. happens. It's like when I it's like when I see a police car on the other side of the road, I automatically look at the speedometer. You know, I don't have to think about looking at the speedometer. It just happens. All right. Here's another example. The guy walks into his house, opens the front door in the dark, and, and he sees a snake right there in the middle of the floor. Ah, uh, yeah. And then he turns the light on and he sees that it's the belt that he took off. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But even after we see the belt taken off, st 
still that heart racing is going to be there. Yeah. Okay, it's very interesting to notice that uh, that a fright lasts longer, even if it's a reality check. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, 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 we wrongly assume something, but we assume something. We assume danger. Mm-hmm. We, we get afraid and tense and uptight, and then we see that we were wrong completely. There's no danger there at all. Mm-hmm. Still, that the, the sense of danger lingers mm-hmm. yeah. very strong level for a while heart bait still racing mm-hmm. okay for 10 20 seconds or whatever until the adrenaline gets out well that adrenaline coming out it comes out at about the same amount of time but it doesn't have to be an adrenaline that's really really big like mistaking a belt uh, for a snake and thinking that it's a snake that even just little thoughts little making mistakes that we make and then we feel bad we feel afraid but not very much but then that feeling lingers for a while mm-hmm. and what a relief it is when that stuff dwindles away too because we haven't allowed any unwholesome thoughts into the mind so that we after a few breaths get really relax and feel good wow how nice this is mm-hmm. But we have to just allow that. That's that's almost, um, let us say that at least for a long while, that's actually the goal, is to be able to get into that state and maintain that state. Mm-hmm. And this state that we're talking about, actually the Buddha refers to as first jhana, and it has a number of clear factors. Mm-hmm. The most important one is, is that we have the attitude, I can do this and it's nice. Wow, this is really nice. I really mm-hmm. like it. Mm-hmm. That's the major quality of the first jhana, mm-hmm. is uh, deep pleasure. Now, this pleasure that we're talking about in the Pali is actually the opposite of the word dukkha. Okay. Dukkha is dissatisfaction, but what we're doing is practicing, actively practicing getting ourselves into a state of satisfaction. This is, this, is, this is that which needs to be practiced. In several different places, it's really mentioned, especially in the Anapanasati Sutra, that this is a training to, be, to train the mind into the sukha, into the state of satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Now, in English, we have a wide vocabulary. And so whichever item of this vocabulary works for any individual, that's great. But in fact, when the student begins to practice correctly, they see, yeah, the state is beyond even the word that we're talking about when we use joy, satisfaction, relaxation. Mm-hmm. Um, but in fact, some students will say, well, gladdening the mind sounds like a lot of work. And so I'll just relax instead. Well, mm-hmm. it's the same thing. <laughs> it's just a different point of view, you see. Mm-hmm. And so this is the way that we can do that only when the mind has become free from whatever burden it was carrying around that we call the hindrance. Mm-hmm. This is the state that we want to keep getting the mind back into over and over and over again. And this is the training then of sati. That sati is the number one skill. What is that? To wake up, to wake up, 
to see the dukkha, and in the way that we uh, work with it, it's when we recognize that the mind has wandered away from the breathing. In other words, you just woke up and say, oh yes, I'm not watching the breath. Then we come back and start watching the breathing again. Because then the hindrances will still be there, and now we can see that thing and say, out, out. So that's another way of practicing. Some people wake up and see the hindrances and throw it out and then take a deep breath. But it's also possible to go right into the deep breath and then throw the hindrance out. But we have to do both of those things. We have to both gladden the mind, which is the throwing it out, which is the relaxation, as well as taking the deep breath. Both of these things together will clear the mind and make it fit for work. So now we can really do a good inspection. Mm-hmm. And then the, the the last item on the list of four, which we'll go over, <laughs> is right attitude. That we begin to change the attitude of the normal mind. In fact, you can begin to understand that the attitude that you have even now from time to time is a hindrance to you actually being joyful an example of that is a lot of people don't want to give themselves permission they don't think that they're quite up to being able to feel good when they want to that somehow we're not up to the task but you are Mm -hmm. and when you know that you can do it then it's a whole lot easier to do it because you know seems hard it will be hard so no need to make it hard when in fact it's all a matter of attitude anyway Mm -hmm. Mm. Mm. and so which attitude would you prefer the attitude of a victim (laughs) or the attitude of a winner a lion yeah Yeah. all right so that has to do with that can do attitude i can do this I'm up to the task. I can clean out the mind. I can keep the mind cleaned out. I can sit here and deep breathe and feel really good. Mm-hmm. And then I can main, begin to maintain that. How do we maintain it? Is by making sure that the kind of thoughts that we're having, we're not going to try to stop thinking. But we're going to make sure that we investigate the thoughts that we're having while we're taking long, deep breaths. Mm-hmm. That we only need to, we need sati, but we only need sati twice for each breath. Once on the in-breath to understand this is a long, deep breath, and then another point of sati to recognize this is a long, deep out-breath. Mm-hmm. After that, the, the mind is free to do a lot of stuff, including this investigation of the thoughts. Mm-hmm. Or we can actually do an investigation of the environment. Spend time thinking about, not, yeah, I'm saying the word think about, at a deeper level, think about the feelings, about the arm, about the sensations of the body, about the eyes of the chest. Getting really familiar with the body, that's another whole quality of thought. There's wholesome because it's in the air now. It is associated with the body and the breathing. How how the body feels. 
and it's thanking you for your emotions. Mm-hmm. So these are all things that need to be investigated, but it's much better when the mind is really, really still, really pure, really free from hindrances. Yeah. That's what the point is. Yeah. To get ourselves into a really, really nice state. Mm-hmm. Then be mm-hmm. vigilant. Start watching mm-hmm. what's going on. Wow, we'll find all kinds of things happen. Mm-hmm. I think of definitely getting there is just about maintaining it for uh, and, and knowing exactly how I got there because sometimes it's like, oh, I try to get back there and I try to think back on what I've done and it's just sort of I've haphazardly done the right thing by chance and all of a sudden ended up there. Well, the intentional thing has to do with the quality of thoughts that, you, that you're building it with. Mm-hmm. Because right kinds of thinking or right kinds of thoughts will, in fact, help you to feel good. Mm-hmm. This is what is meant by the gladdening of the mind. So, aha, mm-hmm. uh-huh, I caught you. Mm-hmm. Wow, what a relief it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, wow, this is nice. Oh, this feels so good. Okay. These are the kinds of thoughts to have. Mm-hmm. Wow, this is a good breath. Mm-hmm. All right. And so we're gladdening the mind. We're picking the mind up. Setting the puncher up in the right way. So as to sort of get to that point, you know, it's just sort of throwing a whole bunch of concepts against the wall and uh, wholesome concepts and ideas against the wall, and it sort of naturally proliferates in that direction. Yes, so long as they're wholesome, yeah. that's the key. Mm-hmm. To make sure they're wholesome and that the unwholesome thoughts are dispensed with quickly. Mm-hmm. But the wholesome thoughts are keeping thinking about doing, mm-hmm. investigating. And so for now, I'll leave you with the understanding of what is wholesome and not wholesome, because that's your job. Yep. Part of the investigation, and that's the criteria. Is this going to lead to dukkha, or is this going to lead to sukkha? Okay. Yep. Okay. So... I hope to see you again soon. Maybe we can see each other quicker than last yeah. time. Yeah. Now that I've got, I'll, I'll get, I've got the ball rolling again. I've been, I've been sitting again, so it's all, it's all proliferating in a good way. Okay. Right, see, you soon. see you, Damaratu. All right. Well, we'll see you. Good to talk.